The glass in the headmistress's door rattled. But it was the chilling echo of footsteps on the polished floors that rattled Dr. Elizabeth Hartley's soul. She stood still at the office door and stared through the reception area and into the round entry hall. Captain Elijah Westerland, the subject of the school hall's gigantic painting, looked in at her. His bushy eyebrows pulled together, his eyes black and small and piercing. Judging eyes. What had she done now? This woman who held his beloved home in her hands. But that was foolish. It was a painting, after all, and the captain had been dead for nearly a hundred years. Moreover, his home was no longer a home, but a wonderful school. She took a deep breath and tried to shake off the unease. Elizabeth hadn't anticipated the volcanic anger or the teacher's abrupt departure. Maybe the captain hadn't either. But neither of them should have been surprised. Of course, he'd be upset. People didn't like it when you messed with their livelihoods. And Josh Babson was soon to be out of a teaching job in a town with few openings. But the decision had been taken out of her hands. Josh's recent absences were known to the board his faint excuses not very credible. And although he had a charming manner, he could be prickly. Elizabeth had attributed it to his artistry. Weren't artists supposed to be temperamental? The few paintings she had seen of his were lovely, and his students liked him. If only he had told the line a little more precisely. She tried to reason with him as best she could, hoping to help him see that missing work and confronting board members didn't go over well at Sea Harbor Community Day School. She needed the art teacher to be there when the bell rang, when eager students filed into his classroom. And he was getting better, paying closer attention to the artist's clock that sometimes kept him painting at home after the magnificent girls' school on the hill opened its doors preparing for a new day. Josh was getting better. But once a few of her board members got involved, it was too late. It wasn't within the purview of her position to rehabilitate the teachers or staff. One had pointed out to her. Controlling his exit, however, was her job. And that had gone badly. On the other side of the administrative suite, the door to a smaller office opened and the assistant headmistress stepped into the reception area. Mandy White stood tall and composed. She glanced at Teresa Pisano, who was shuffling papers behind the reception counter, trying to look busy. What's going on? The school secretary lifted her bleached blonde head and shrugged one shoulder. It was an off-putting mannerism one Teresa had recently developed. Mandy looked back at the headmistress, still standing in the doorway. Do you need help, Elizabeth? She asked. Elizabeth met Mandy's look and offered a half-smile and a slight shake of her head. I'm fine, the gesture said. Everything was under control. Before Mandy could pursue the issue, Elizabeth closed her office door and moved back into the safe shadows of the room. The elegant office seemed tarnished by the anger and harsh words that had filled it moments before. In spite of the faded drapes and worn oriental carpet, the room seemed to demand quiet and respect, and 
intelligent conversation. Not the hand-waving that had scattered the paperwork she had carefully put together to document her decision. Elizabeth looked down at her computer and checked the next appointment. Ten minutes to collect herself. And it was just the beginning of the week. If she had had her way, she would have waited until Friday to talk to Josh. Then he would have had the weekend to come to grips with being fired, and he could have come back on Monday to finish up the remaining week in the quarter. Then depart from his students gracefully. She had suggested he tell the students he was moving on to other opportunities. He was talented, she said to him. He shouldn't forget that. There was a life beyond teaching, and she would help him in any way she could.